0: early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 16 of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one that talks about the invisible workload of women and how to bring it out in the open. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hey, hello, my friends. How are you doing? Can I be honest? I am doing just okay. I kind of feel like I want to run away from home and move to Italy. (laughs) Who's with me on this, right? Let's just go over there and eat our way through and deal with life that way. I'm telling you, I've had some stuff going on this week that is, it's just knocking the stuffing out of me. And it is taking every single one of my skills at managing my mind and using the thought model to help me get through it. I'm telling you, it has been a week, it's been a month, it's been, I don't know, it's just been. Are you feeling like that? Are you feeling like life is handing out more than usual too? Well, I think there's a reason for that. I mean, a lot is going on, not just with me, but with you know the entire world, right? We've had a couple of years, haven't we? And if you're like me, some of the days you wake up and you're still tired and you just feel like the world is going crazy. I mean, we have COVID, we have the Ukraine crisis, the Supreme Court leak on Roe v. Wade, three mass shootings in as many weeks. I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. It seems like every time you turn around, something else terrible is happening, and it can be really overwhelming. Sometimes I just want to crawl back under the covers. And then we all have jobs and things we have to do, right? It just feels like a lot of extra is being piled on. And add to that all the things you do that aren't in your job description at work and your role in your family. Those invisible things that require mental energy and take an emotional toll. So I want to start a conversation today. I want to start a conversation around our topic, and I invite you to think about this for yourself. I'm talking about the invisible workload of women and the emotional labor that we participate in. It's that preparing, organizing, anticipating everything, emotional and practical, that needs to get done to make life flow. Let me give a little background on my own experience, and see if any of this resonates with you, okay? High-achieving women have bought into what our patriarchal society has ingrained in us. It expects women to take care of everyone and everything around them. We are trained to get excellent grades, not just good grades, mind you, excellent. We need to be thin, beautiful, socially engaging, but not too much so as not to outshine our male counterparts. We are trained to keep the house neat and clean, to become a gourmet cook, to bake sweet treats for our families, entertain like Martha Stewart. We're expected to work full-time and to take care of whatever comes our way. We have to keep ourselves trim and fit so our spouses think we're sexy and we're acceptable to society. I mean, God forbid you have that you know, arm flap thing going on or that your thighs touch in the middle, right? We have to be the perfect mother to our kids. and to be at everything they need, to be everything, meet all their needs, anything, anticipate what they might need and be there for that. We may have been taught, as I was, that taking care of our parents is our job too. I mean, that, you know, that's a whole nother gig. That's a whole nother podcast, right? And this is exhausting to say the least and impossible if we're really going to be honest with ourselves. I remember when I started having kids, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And we were a two-income family. So I started my own business and worked from home. Now, that sounds like a really good plan, right? Sounds easy peasy. It was and it wasn't. The issue was that I didn't adjust my expectations of myself to match my priorities and values. Because in my family of origin, being a good mom and raising good kids carried such a high value. I mean, that was the bar which I find so strange because my experience as a kid was nowhere near that. We looked really good on paper, mind you. You know, My dad was an executive. I had this beautiful mom who was a homemaker. We lived in a really nice house, three kids, cars in the garage, right? Yada, yada, yada. We looked good on the outside, but on the inside, it was such a dysfunctional shit show. But there were the expectations. And if you didn't meet them, You know, love was withdrawn in my family and in the bigger picture, somehow, you know, you lost face with society and felt like a complete failure. And I remember thinking, I'm going to do everything differently than my mom did. I am going to be the perfect mom. So I was there for my kids when they got home from school. I had wholesome, nutritious snacks for them. I do art projects and read books and have creative birthday parties. I made their cakes every year in the shape of their favorite characters, whether it was from a cartoon or a book or a movie. I would cook every dinner from fresh ingredients, nothing frozen, nothing prepared, because in my mind, that was cheating. That was not being a good mom because I grew up you know, in my later years on TV dinners at home, right? I'd make their lunches for school. I'd volunteer at school. I'd go to all their concerts and plays and sporting events. I'd be there for every doctor appointment. I mean, after all, I'm the one working from home. So it made sense for me to be the one to do that, right? When they were little, I would cram in as much work as I could while they were napping and then do the same after we put them to bed at night. I'd get up early to work out and then get some work done before they woke up. And then we'd do it all again the next day. I... Vowed I would be the best mother known to mankind. And here's my reality. The reality was while I was doing that, I burned out. And because I'm such an overachiever, my friends, I did that twice. Yep, burned out twice. (laughs) Now, I want to be really clear I have a husband, he was there to help. And because of his upbringing and society, that's how he thought of it. He was helping me raise our kids, right? So I was so overloaded that I didn't stop to think what I was even thinking, what I was, my thoughts were, what was important to me. I bought into all of this BS that was expected of women. And I found myself feeling resentful and blaming everybody else for my problems. I didn't look inward to see where I was failing myself, where I was ignoring my own desires and allowing my boundaries to be crossed. So fast forward to a few years ago the kids are all out of school you know off to college you know some of them done and i began to look back at the cause of my two flameouts my own addiction and recovery and the growing need i felt to yell at the top of my voice it is not my job to take care of everything i'm not kidding it was it was so palpable i think that I think what changed in my thought process was first the awareness that I have words now for understanding what the emotional burden is and what the invisible workload is. I spent much of my years parenting my kids feeling like, I'm sure you know a lot of women do, like i was falling short somehow other people could seem to manage all of this what was wrong with me you know there's women out there that have big corporate jobs and they come home and they parent their kids and their house is clean and they have food on the table and you know they go to this and this and this they they seem to manage it all all of that comparison right so what's wrong with me and being able to identify that there really is this invisible part-time job and i'm almost going to say it's full time but So it really does exist, right? This invisible workload. I'm not crazy and neither are you if you're feeling the same way. So now that I was aware, I turned that awareness into deciding what are the conditions for me to thrive? What do I need? And that is every bit as important as everybody else thriving. And dare I say even more because it's my sanity at stake, right? And I think that was the difference. That's where a lot of women get tripped up is that we elevate the needs of others above our own needs, which is a huge mistake, and it serves no one. Because really, here's what happens. We tell ourselves our needs aren't as important, we put ourselves at the bottom of the list, and then we don't allow those around us, kids in particular, to figure it out for themselves. We're always there with the answers. Like Other people's needs are more important than your needs. Other people's desires are more important than your desires. Spending your time on other people is better than spending it on yourself. That's the messaging. It's just that it's always somebody else is more important than you. That's what our society says makes a good woman. Put yourself last. I mean, look at all the Mother's Day cards that talk about how great you are as a mom. Oh my gosh, you gave so much. You gave up everything for us. You sacrificed it all. I don't think that's being a good mom. I think that's not having boundaries. That's really making sure that what you want is never going to happen. I mean, good God, I never want a Mother's Day card like that. And quite honestly, my family knows that. So do you know what you get when, when all of that happens, when you do that, when you put yourself last, you get burnout. My friends, it's no fun. Trust me on this. Having done it twice. I know I've covered it all. Is any of this sounding familiar to you? So then there's that whole relationship piece. If you are in a relationship, how does this all show up? Let me give you an example, right? So my husband and I, let's say, and this has happened many times, (laughs) We decide to have six friends over for dinner. So that's a dinner party of eight, right? And there's a lot that goes to throwing a dinner party in my mind anyway. Now, remember in my mind, Martha Stewart equals acceptance and doing it right. It equals love, okay? So my husband says that he wants to help and to make him a list of everything that I need him to do. But here's the gig. I'm glad he wants to help. I mean, that is wonderful. But this is just one more thing of the, you know, it's one more thing I have to do. This is an example of that invisible workload because I then am the keeper of this list. So even though he wants to help me, you know, quote unquote, it's our party. These are our friends. This is our house, our food, our our everything. Why am I the one in charge of that? But I have to make the list. I have to come up with all the things that need to be done and then tell him. And it's still more labor for me keeping track of it all. So nothing changes. Now, this example might seem small and insignificant, but I offer that it's not by any stretch because we take care of and manage the emotional well being of our families. That is massive. That takes on a lot in our brains. And we are told, Women are the world's nurturers. We are told that's our job. And here's the kicker we buy into it. So I think two things are true here. I think in heterosexual relationships, men need to do better and women need to advocate for themselves better. That's why it's so important to take that honest inventory to look at where you're bought into this and where you want to make some changes. Because once you become awake to and aware of and then you have words for what these things are, then it becomes much more about, okay, what kind of life do I want to have? And what kind of relationship do I want to have? You know, what kind of parent do I want to be? And then that's when you can start really showing up for your boundaries and really putting yourself first. Now, in episode nine, I talked about the coaching tool that I learned when I was going through coach certification, and I also use this with my clients. It's called the thought model, and it helps you discern what is fact and what your thoughts and feelings are about those facts. This is what I use to coach myself and understand what stories I'm telling and what I want to change. It helps clear the fog and give you clarity on what you really want. And it helps you decide that you won't tolerate unacceptable behavior. You do this thought work so that you can show up fully in your power for whatever your wants, desires, and boundaries are. So I invite you to go back and listen to episode nine. And if you've already listened to it, go back and do it again. That tool is amazing. Because once you have the awareness, you can decide how you want to handle everything, right? So go within, harness your power within to make change externally. Decide now is the time to do something internally and externally to signal, hey, to life, the world, the universe, whatever you want to call it, those people around you, this, this is what matters to you. And so as I learned this and gained this awareness, I began allowing those around me to experience those natural consequences to things being done or not done. I think for women can be really, really challenging, especially high achievers. We don't want our kids to not achieve high. We want them to be high achievers and to do well because we put all that pressure on ourselves. So we in turn do that with them. And because it's ingrained in us to take care of everyone and prevent these kinds of things from happening, you know, we're supposed to make sure everything runs properly. Remember? Now, I have two sons and they both have ADHD. And schoolwork, I'm here to tell you, was always a struggle. I remember how many nights it was just, oh, it's just so frustrating. Anyway, I remember sending my sons to school without their homework being done and feeling so much discomfort and worrying that their teachers would think I'm a horrible parent because I let this happen but I did it anyway because I was tired of being a helicopter parent. And you know what? They needed to learn there are consequences. Mom is not your safety net, right? Who wants that at age 40? (laughs) You know, I mean, there are consequences. They're positive or negative for absolutely everything in life. It's not my responsibility to make sure everything is done right. I'm not responsible for the cleanliness of my house. I'm not the only one that lives here, right? I'm not responsible for it looking like the cover of House Beautiful. I'm not responsible for my children's behavior. I'm not responsible for my husband's happiness. I am responsible for me and my mental health, and that needs to come first. So I think that it's being willing to allow other people to experience discomfort. We want to take on all the discomfort for everybody. But my friends, that's not our job. They can go hungry if there's no dinner planned. They can figure it out. They can have a PB&J sandwich if they want or you know, eat cereal or whatever. And the house can look messy when company comes over. Now that one I'm going to be full disclosure on. I'm still working on that one. <laughs> and this, by the way, spills out into our work life as well. I mean, you're managing the emotional mood of your team too. Female leaders are expected to be coach and counselor, as well as a leader and executor and big thinker, right? How are you doing around that? Are you taking it home with you and spinning on it in the middle of the night? Do you tell yourself you have to take over because you know it will be done right and it's just faster for you to do it rather than explain it? Do you have a hard time saying no to projects or additional work or expectations that don't align with who you are? or the amount of bandwidth that you have, that's taking care of others first. I want this conversation to continue. I am so interested in what you have to say on this topic. Have you even thought about it? Do you recognize it in yourself and how you show up at work and at home? Let's talk about this. How is this affecting you? And I want you to schedule a call with me, absolutely ASAP. This is something that I see in my clients all the time we talk about it. We haven't labeled it as much as the invisible workload, but let me tell you, it takes such a toll on them during the day. And they are waking up in the middle of the night worrying about this, that, and the other thing. So let's talk about how coaching with me can help you clear that overflowing plate of yours. So schedule a discovery call with me today. I will put a link in the show notes for you. So how you can do that. All right. And I want to offer you this because there are options available to you. There are ways, right? I want you to try one of these. Become aware of the moments when you go on autopilot and you just take on the extra work. Become aware of that. And when you are aware of it, decide to stop doing it. I want you to assign the extra work to your partner and your kids. Hey, they should be doing just as much invisible labor as you. So just delegate. You delegate at work and hey, you can delegate at home. Start using some of these phrases. Come up with your own. I'd love to hear what you come up with. Start using, hey, you can handle this. You can figure that out on your own. Please don't interrupt me unless someone is bleeding for all of us who are working remotely. That is a big one. And how about this one? I trust you to make the right decision. You don't need to consult me. That's huge. That's huge. So many men defer to women and automatically ask. It's like the old joke. The guy opens the fridge and says, honey, where's the whatever? And it's right in front of his face, right? Let empower them to make that decision. Tell them through that phrase, I trust you to make the right decision. You don't need to consult me. You know what that tells them? You do trust them. You believe in them. Maybe they should too. And most importantly, be patient with yourself because most likely these Things are so deeply ingrained and this deeply ingrained tendency to drop everything, to ignore your needs and put other people first is deep. It takes time to wean yourself off this habit. I mean, I'm still working on it, believe you me, but it does get easier once you start to practice. The more you lessen the weight of the invisible workload, the better you feel. You'll have more energy more time for yourself, more time for your goals. You'll have more capacity to focus on things that really matter. Like spending less time at work, spending more time doing what you want to do. You know, like taking a vacation or getting away from it all, you know. You could do that just you. It's okay. You can run away to Italy. <laughs> you can go there for 2 weeks just you. It's possible. But this takes practice. So I offer just start today. It will be uncomfortable at first, for sure, for you and for them, because everybody's changing, right? But love yourself through it, because you are so worth it, my friend. So until next time, remember, I believe in you.